Welcome back to Pass It to Patrick, sports podcast where we talk about current NFL news, past news, Dak Prescott, Cowboys, controversial play at the end there. Uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys make excuses. I was right. They did cowboy things. They did cowboy things. I knew they would because they were one of the more overrated teams, in my opinion, this whole season. Now, I did say in you know previous podcasts that Dak was playing really good. Maybe I thought it would be a step up for Dak this year as he would show that growth. Um, actually, he just proved what my early assumptions were of Dak Prescott, that he's a better version of Kirk Cousins. That's where I want to start off today. I want to start off talking about Kirk Cousins, the Dak comparison. Now, where I kind of want to go with this, this is where I'm going to start off today. I'm going to use a little analogy here. I get coffee every other day. I love the coffee. I love Starbucks coffee. I get it every other day. I enjoy it. It's good. I know what I like there. I get the same thing. I go in. uh, They know what I like. I order the same thing because it tastes good. Uh, Every now and then I'll switch it up, give it a little flair. Um, But for the most part, you get the same coffee. You get in a routine, as a person does, doing the same things daily. And, you know, this applies to a number of things. Uh, what radio station you listen to. What You you like things to stay the same. You, you kind of want that consistency in your life. Just as a normal person does, we get in routines. And you, you, you expect the things to go that certain way that day every other day. That's what Dak Prescott... And Kirk Cousins is. Guys, we know what they are. There's nothing wrong with that, having self-awareness and knowing what they do best, what they don't do best. I got a little ahead of myself saying Dak was going to maybe be the MVP this year. But he and Kirk Cousins and some of these other quarterbacks, maybe some people get peace of mind from it because like, they know exactly what their quarterback is going to give them every week. It's the same thing. It's good. It's good. I get good coffee. It's good. There's nothing wrong with it. I always don't need to, you know, spruce it up and go for the the new thing all the time. And it, and it applies here. Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins and some of these other quarterbacks, you know what you're going to get. Shame on me for assuming that Dak, Dak Prescott was going to take it to another level. I will never make that mistake again. Because Dak Prescott and the Cowboys will always be Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. They'll always be just subpar. They're never going to be flashy, guys. They're not. All right? And Dak Prescott has just shown that he can give you a mediocre game, just like Kirk Cousins used to. And when the big throw, when the big play's on the line, they just flutter. They can't do anything. They can't. They're they're stuck, and it's not it's not a a knock because a lot of guys make successful careers in the NFL doing that. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl with the Rams and McVay. Jared Goff is one of those quarterbacks who's legitimately just good, not a not incredible. Now, if you want to talk about you know all the different kinds of flair that certain quarterbacks can give you, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, I go on and on, Lamar Jackson, they're running around, they're making plays, they're throwing it sidearm, they're throwing it under their legs, tossing it over their head, running routes, catching it in the end zone, they got Travis Kelsey throwing passes, Uh, 
it's flair. It's exciting. And that's the reason a lot of people today want the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Because it's exciting. Nobody want to see a Titans game that's 3-3 with the Buccaneers in the first half going into the third. Nobody want to see that. That's not going to sell. Will it be another ring for Brady? Yeah, but the exciting thing would be the Chiefs. You know, versus, let's say, the Packers. A Super Bowl of like 47 to 44. That's just what ratings want. Okay? If Brady's in the Super Bowl, let's say against... Let's say Brady goes to the Super Bowl and they're against the Titans. The ratings of the Super Bowl aren't going to be what they would be with the Packers and the Chiefs. It's just not. Or the Rams and the Chiefs. So the whole point I'm getting at here is knowing who you are. Because we need to accept Dak for what he is and the Cowboys. I predicted the Cowboys would do Cowboy things. They are overrated. They're top heavy. (laughs) That's exactly what LeBron James said about uh, his team in Cleveland a few years back when he was still with Cleveland. Gosh, I think I'm like four years back. Uh, we're top heavy. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, and him, we're top heavy. And they they were. Not a lot of depth. And that's exactly what you're getting with the Cowboys. In the big moments, who do I blame for that loss if I'm Jerry Jones? There's one, there's, there's, there's like a few people. There's not one specific person for me. Uh, mainly, I'd start with Dak running the show on offense. You shouldn't have even been in that game like Jerry Jones said. You shouldn't have even been in that situation to run a quarterback draw. There was a lot of stupidity in that call. There was. A quarterback draw? Really? I don't even, I'm not even a play caller. And I would know not to call that play. Any decent football fan would know not to call that play. You want to aim for the sidelines and you want to get out of bounds. That's, that's pretty much what every person that even plays Madden would know, honestly. Run out routes to the sidelines, get out of bounds, stop the clock. Everyone knows that. That's what you do. They weren't doing that. I don't know what they were doing. First person to blame, the players. The players got to play the game. Game plan goes into effect. That's who I'm going to blame first. That's who I'm going to blame. There's three people I'm going to blame here. First one are the players. They make the plays. They get paid the big money. Jerry Jones has overpaid the uh, Dallas Cowboys, excuse me, throughout uh, having these big stars. He just pays them. He pays them early, too. He paid Jalen Smith early, and then they cut him. Just money, money, money. So, first off, I'm going to blame the players. Because even though the game plan would be terrible, and, you know, the coach may not know how to manage time, you still have to go and run the play. You got to. And that's what you make the money for. Dak Prescott made $75 million this year. $75 million. And he's not even playing up to that. Not even close. And if you think he's playing up to that then that's just Cowboys fans. If they, if they think he's playing up to that, then they're being delusional Cowboys fans. Again, as always, every year. That's the first person I'm blaming. I'm blaming, one, the defense, the offense, all their big stars. It took them so long to get up and going on that. And I picked the 49ers because I knew Dallas Cowboys would do Dallas Cowboy things. So that's number one. I blame them. Okay. Number two, I blame Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore. What was that? Like I said before, anybody would know to get out of bounds. You don't run a quarterback draw. 
For me personally, if you're going to run that play, you need to get five yards, 10 yards, go down, spike it, and have a couple shots maybe towards the end zone. What were you thinking? A quarterback draw. That's the best you can come up with. I blame them secondly, because Mike McCarthy looks like a bystander over there on the sideline. He really does. He's looking up at the screen. He's like, hmm, boy, that was a crazy play, wasn't it? He's looking up at the screen like uh, he doesn't even know what's going on half the time. I'm just going to say it. I don't know. I don't think he should be fired because I don't know who they're going to get, but he doesn't know what's going on half the time. It looks like it anyway. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, you're calling the place. And what Kellen Moore was doing is very smart for Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is padding his resume because he's gotten interviews with a couple NFL teams this offseason to be head coach. For some reason, he's the hot commodity when it comes to being a head coach. So he's gotten a few interviews. So I blame them, secondly, because I just don't feel like they had that team prepared to play. 14 penalties? 14 penalties, and you're the Dallas Cowboys, and you have all these stars. That's undisciplined, unprepared, and just straight up uncaring about the situation. (laughs) And they were as healthy as they could be. They were as healthy as they could be. And Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, Dak, Jerry Jones, they all knew that. They knew this was the opportunity because they were all healthy. That's what makes it sting even more. That's who I blame number two, coach and offensive coordinator. The only one I was impressed with that whole day was that special teams uh, coach for the Cowboys who pulled off that awesome fake punt. That's the only one I was impressed with. That's it. And Dak racked up garbage time stats like he would, fourth quarter, come back. He's going to be that Dak Prescott that brings them all back. All right. Third person I'm going to blame here. Because this one, this one is the top of a lot of them, all right? This is like the top dog at the top. It's Jerry Jones. I'm blaming Jerry Jones because it starts from the top. Trust me, I'm a Washington fan. I know this. We have a terrible owner. And you see it. You see it trickle down through GM, through the front office, through the coaches, through the players, to the players, Okay, so the, the fact of the matter is Jerry Jones has created this culture. Jerry is his worst enemy, in my opinion. You know, I mean, the guy has been controversial since for, since he took over, <laughs> you know, and he's a, he's a big personality. And any coach that takes that position, they know what they're getting into. Jerry controls everything. He just does. It's what you get. Fact of the matter is, I'm putting a lot of blame on Jerry Jones because he's created this culture. I'm going to pay all my stars. I don't care what they do on Sunday. I'm going to pay them. And he can act mad. He can act, but he's still going to pay them. This is dysfunction. I don't want anyone to say the Cowboys aren't dysfunctional. They are dysfunctional. They are a playoff team that is dysfunctional. They are fast moving. They are fast paced. There is a lot of pressure in Dallas. The fans are crazy. The fans are delusional. They think they're going to the Super Bowl because of the media every year. Even when I said Dak Prescott was going to be MVP, maybe, maybe if he kept playing at this level, even when I said the Cowboys are kind of an underdog team, I never once thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl. I didn't even know if they were going to win a playoff game. 
And the fact of the matter is, you just see this dysfunction trickle down through the players, through the different levels, and you see it. Dak Prescott showed that dysfunction with his post-game interview. Take a listen. That's sad. Uh, I mean, you're talking about a team, you're talking about men that come out each and every day of their lives and uh, give everything to the sport, um, give everything to this game of football. Um, nobody wants to succeed more than we want to succeed. I understand fans and, and, and the word fan for fanatic. I get that, but... Um, to know everything that we put into this day in and day out, try our hardest. Um, nobody comes into the game wanting or expecting expecting to lose. And um, for, for people to react that way when you're supposed to be a supporter um, and, and be with us through thick and thin, uh, th- that's tough. Credit to them then. Oh, credit. Credit to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. That's the dysfunction I'm talking about. And it trickles down, self-entitled, we're the Cowboys, we got the star on our helmet. Yeah, therein lies the issue with the Dallas Cowboys. You see it, you see the dysfunction. What was that, Dak? Encouraging fans to throw things at the refs. That's what he was saying. Kudos to them. That is all on Jerry Jones. They remind me of a family with a bunch of kids. And, you know, the son comes in to Jerry. He's like, Dad, Dad, I that boat, I really want that boat. Now, it's a crazy amount of money, but I really want it. And the dad writes a check. And then the other kid comes in. I really want that Ferrari, Dad. And Jerry Jones writes the check. Uh, you, got me, you come in, the daughter, I want five coach purses, Dad. And writes the check, writes the check, writes the check. That is exactly what Jerry Jones has done with the Dallas Cowboys fan base. He has taken these players, put them on the pedestal before they've earned anything. Before they've earned anything in the league. And he has paid them. They didn't have to prove anything. They didn't have to prove anything. What's Dak proved? (laughs) What's Ezekiel Elliott proved? Come on. What's CeeDee Lamb proved? Micah Parsons showed up this year. But you know what? They didn't even make a run in the playoffs. So it's more than just a few little aspects. It is literally the culture there in Dallas. It's the culture. And until Jerry Jones figures that out, somebody needs to make let them know. Somebody needs to, instead of telling the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, these players, the coach, what they want to hear, somebody needs to have a hard conversation. Before anything will change in Dallas. Anything. You are in the worst division. My Washington football team sucked. Eagles sucked. Giants really sucked. You were in the worst division. And you dominated 50-some to 20 against your NFC East opponents. And you come out... And you give that performance in the playoffs against the 49ers. (laughs) You know what? Jimmy G may not be a next-tier-level quarterback, but at least Jimmy G, I believe, is 100% self-aware of what he is. And the 49ers are. And they just win. And they just they get down and dirty, and they win, and they run the ball. So I'm glad the 49ers won. Kudos to them for winning. Dallas, you've done Dallas Cowboy things again. And that's all I'm going to say on the subject. We're going to move on. Next topic. All right. 
I want to talk a little bit about this because I had a few games predicted right. I predicted the Arizona Cardinals wrong. I have not seen a quarterback perform as bad as Kyler Murray has in that Cardinals-Rams game. (laughs) I just... That was tough to watch. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is going to be there next offseason, but his overall rating in that game, he had 137 yards, no TDs, two interceptions, and a 40.9 QBR. That's just terrible. And I know Kyler is better than that. The regular season, he had 300, or excuse me, 3,787 yards, 24 TDs, 10 interceptions, and he averaged 100.6 quarterback rating. And you come into the playoffs and you do that? You do that? There's other issues, too, with the you know Arizona Cardinals. They lost some players. I don't know if Cliff Kingsbury is the guy to take them to a next level. In college, he, he was a mid-tier coach at best. It was crazy he got that position at Arizona to be the head coach. I'm not sure about the game plan. But the Rams showed up, and they did win. So let's not take anything away, even though I've had my criticisms about the Rams and Matthew Stafford, even though I didn't really know where they kind of stood when it came uh, came to OBJ, the defense. Uh, Matthew Stafford was the biggest question mark for me with the Rams because he kind of got sloppy there at the end of the year. He, he kind of did, and it was, it was kind of a weird situation where he was throwing some of these picks, but I was thoroughly impressed with Matthew Stafford. He was 13 of 17, 202 yards, two TDs, and the big thing for me is no interceptions. And if you look at the stats, Odell was on there, and Odell made a pass one of one for 40 yards. <laughs> they were just slinging that ball. Final score was 11 to 34. I love that OBJ kind of showed he was OBJ again, but, you know, I don't want to get too crazy and say that OBJ is back. He's the eliteness. He's still got that breakaway speed, that first get up and go over the corner. But I'm not going to sit here and say he is. he's back 100%. Cooper Cup, of course, had an amazing season. Kudos to him and the Rams. They're moving on. They're going to play the Bucks. That's an interesting matchup. Interesting matchup, excuse me. Because Tom Brady... I just, I have a feeling Tom Brady's going to pull this win out against the Bucks. We're going to get into my predictions in a little bit. Another big game uh, that I did predict wrong was the Bills and Patriots. I just can't believe what I saw. I was not expecting Bill Belichick to lose by that. 1747. I think the Bills are looking really good. And I was kind of impressed with Mac Jones, honestly. Mac Jones was. 24 of 38, 232 yards, two TDs, two interceptions. He was pretty good. I liked it. I didn't hate it, what I saw from him. But, you know, he's a rookie quarterback in the playoffs. Josh Allen, though, 21 of 25, 308 yards, five TDs, zero interceptions. And, you know, Knox and Diggs, even uh, Sanders kind of got going a little bit. Davis got a touchdown for him. I I just loved what I saw from that team. Uh, the Bills. Very interesting matchup with the Chiefs. And we're going to talk a little bit about the Chiefs because the Chiefs are kind of back. And I I can't believe they are fight, figuring it out. But that 42 win against the Steelers. Now, granted, the Steelers are the Steelers. So they pull that win out. And even though it's an impressive win, we will have answers Sunday at 5.30 p.m. We will have our answers. We will. Are the Chiefs that Super Bowl contender as they were, you know, last few years? We'll see if they still got it. The Bills are a tough, tough um, out for them. 
tough game because the Bills beat them early on in the season. Be very interesting to see what the uh, Chiefs can do against them. You know, so many great playoff games. I I, I can't even remember when I, what I was right on and what I was wrong on. I'm going to pull up my notes here because I have my playoff predictions. So, Cincinnati, I was right. They got a W. There we go. Patriots, uh, wrong. Thought they were going to win. Yeah. Buccaneers, I had winning. Happy with that. I think uh, I think Tom Brady and them deserved it, whooping the Eagles back into place. 49ers win, I pred- predicted them right. Um, Chiefs won, I predicted them right. So, good, good there. Cardinals win, I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. A couple of these teams, I, I kind of went with a few sleeper teams. Overall, I finished, I uh, got four games and two losses. So, four and two. And we're moving on to the next round. We're going to get into my predictions. God, I loved what I saw from Joe Burrow and that Bengals team. I knew they were going to win. I just knew it. You watch them guys, Jamar Chase, Burrow, they have this thing figured out. I thought it would take a few years, but they are moving. I wouldn't be surprised if they make a you know, good push against, against, I forget who they're playing this week. Let me look that up. Who are they playing? I forget so much. No, they're playing the Titans. I don't know who I'm going to take. I don't know. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to give you my predictions uh, before the end of the podcast. But just crazy. Crazy week in the playoffs. Crazy coaching moves. It'll be interesting to see what the Cowboys do with some of their coordinators if they leave. One team I want to talk about a little bit, I just want to talk about them a little bit, is the Packers. Because there's been a lot of this talk that Aaron Rodgers is going to the Super Bowl. And a lot of talk of his legacy and Super Bowls. Now, I've said this before. I've said this before. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers are one of those teams where opportunity has fluttered with them. Because they've had Aaron Rodgers, one of the top-tier quarterbacks, athletically speaking, and throwing power. And it's only accumulated one Super Bowl. I think they've been to the NFC Championship four times in the last few, like, forget how many years. But that's that's pretty good. And Aaron Rodgers has let them down each and every time, and I'm a firm believer of that. If you think that those losses aren't on Aaron Rodgers, I don't know what to say to you. Matt LaFleur, yeah. I mean, he took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, you know, last year with that fourth uh, fourth down. He took it out of his hands, and he kicked the field goal. I don't blame him. Why couldn't Rodgers get it done in the first three downs? Why couldn't they? Now, this year, I believe the Packers are maybe could learn from their mistakes. I'm not too sure. I definitely have the Packers in the NFC uh, championship game. I do. Whether the Bucks face them or the Rams, that's going to be interesting. I'm going to give you my predictions of who I think will win that Bucks versus Rams game. But as far as the Packers' opportunity, this is their opportunity. This is their last opportunity, I believe. And this could determine what Aaron Rodgers does in the offseason. If he stays with the Packers to go win another Super Bowl, if they win, if they get there, um, he could just decide to stay with the Packers. If he doesn't, I could legitimately see him leaving and going to, let's say, the the excuse me, the Denver Broncos. Uh, there's a couple teams. It was rumored the Steelers, but I just don't think the Steelers are going to get Aaron Rodgers. They could. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Packers. They're definitely getting to the NFC uh, championship game. Whether they win that game or not is still up in the air. All right, so I went 4-2 and two with my playoff games. Let's get into the next round. 
shall we? I'm going to start off my predictions right now. First game, I have the Titans beating Cincinnati. That'll be an interesting game with Joe Burrow, and if Derrick Henry is full, running the ball full strength ahead, got his confidence back running it, very tough for the Bengals to win. So I have the Titans winning that game. I think the Bengals took leaps and bounds, jumped ahead crazy far, more than anyone really predicted. I think they did really well this year, and Bengals fans should be happy. They, they, they should really be happy. They have a lot to look forward to. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, they finally hit on a quarterback, and I think he's next level. I think Joe Burrow could be MVP next year. All right, so I got Titans winning that game just because the Titans are, you know, really good. Just a solid football team. I would say the Titans are one of the more solid teams in the playoffs. All right, Titans win. I think the Titans will beat the Cincinnati Bengals 27 to 23. All righty. We got the 49ers at Packers. Jimmy Garoppolo, he was steady. He knew who he is. He knows who he is. He's a bridge quarterback. He's a good franchise quarterback. He was steady in that game versus the Packers. I think the game plan will be, this is a tough matchup for the Packers, honestly. They they match up good against, or the 49ers match up good against the Packers. Ball control is key here if you're going into Lambeau Field. So they need to possess the ball and, you know, keep it in their hands, run out the clock, make Aaron Rodgers run out of time. The sad thing I think is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers genuinely choke in the uh, NFC championship game, but they don't necessarily choke and mess up the game leading up to it. So I think the the Packers will come out on top here, even though the matchup benefits the 49ers. And Trey Lance will be starting for the 49ers next year. They're going to see what they have in him. Jimmy Garoppolo, sadly, will get eliminated with the 49ers. They're going to be eliminated this coming, this weekend. That is Saturday at 7.15 p.m. So Packers win that game. I think the Packers will pull it out 31-28. to Rams versus Buccaneers on Sunday. So, and that's at 2 p.m. So the Rams showed a lot of passion, a lot of fire. They came out and they beat the Arizona Cardinals. And I just believe that that defense for the Rams is really good. Defense of the Rams is really good. But I will never bet against Tom Brady. I just, I can't bet against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Even though they've lost Antonio Brown, Chris Godwin, they've lost a lot of their offense. For some, somehow, Brady just figures it out. He just does. <laughs> and he just wins these games. So I'm never going to bet against Brady. And I think the Bucks' defense is going to be a little tougher than the Arizona Cardinals. But Matthew Stafford, I liked what I saw last week. We can no, no interceptions, not a lot of turnovers. He threw the ball really well, came out of his hands good. The big thing here is turnovers. If Matthew Stafford turns the ball over, it is going to be really tough for them to win. But I still don't have them winning because I just, I'm not going to bet against Brady. Brady and them are, Brady and the Bucks and company are going to win this game. I think it'll be 24 to 17. Buccaneers win. All right, big game then. Bills at Chiefs. Rematch from earlier. Bills dominated the Chiefs. I don't think they're going to do that this time. I don't. Even though the Bills have Josh Allen, very complete team, very, very strong team, I just don't have them beating the Chiefs. I, I think that the defense is a little better for the Bills. I do. 
But the Chiefs will get by with their defense, and they will outscore the Bills. I'm picking the Chiefs because I can't bet against Patrick Mahomes either, what he's shown in his career. He has shown that he is next level, next tier. And Josh Allen, if, if it's between Josh Allen and Mahomes, it's not even close. You've got to take Mahomes. So I have the Chiefs beating the Bills. Even though it's going to be a hard-fought game, I think this game will be high-scoring. I think it'll be 38-31. Chiefs win. They're going to go off and score a lot of points. And it's going to be, uh, that Arrowhead Stadium is a hard place to win. It's going to be rocking. <laughs> you know, and then who I have in the NFC Championship game is Packers and Bucks. And then in the AFC Championship game, I have Titans and Chiefs. So we're going to get into my predictions next podcast. But I got to be honest with you. I'm just going to say my Super Bowl predictions. I think it's going to be a boring Super Bowl because I think it's going to be the Titans and Bucks. I, I do love the Chiefs to, to win and go to the Super Bowl. But Derrick Henry's running the ball. And when you have Derrick Henry running the ball and possession and control control the clock, it's really hard for Mahomes to get back on that field. We'll see, though. We'll know soon enough. We'll talk about my Super Bowl predictions a little more in the Super Bowl matchups when we have a clearer picture after this coming weekend. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, You know, I love getting on here and talking about sports. Cowboys fans, I'm sorry if I'm mean to you. I really am. Part of it is I'm a Washington football fan, so I'll always be a little biased. I, I try to... You know, do the podcast with unbiased opinions, but I always will be a little biased <laughs> just because it's the Cowboys. I feel like everyone doesn't like the Cowboys, though. Got to change the culture there, Jerry Jones. Got to change the mindset of those players. Hey, thank you guys for listening to Pass It the Patrick podcast. Uh, please subscribe. Hit that like button. Let me know what I can do better, what I can do uh, right, you know, what I don't do so well. Just let me know. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, on all my social media platforms. We'll catch you next week, guys. This has been Pastor Patrick.